Welcome to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. We are going to wrap up the book of Numbers today. We're at the last chapter of the book of Numbers, fourth book in the Bible, in the Old Testament, at chapter 36. And it's a short one, so we'll probably get through it pretty quick. Without further ado, let's begin. Verse 1. Now the children, now the chief fathers of the families of the children of Gilead, the son of Mashir, the son of Manasseh, of the families of the sons of Joseph, came near and spoke before Moses and before the leaders, the chief fathers of the children of Israel. So, just to lay out who, who we're talking about here. So, it's talking about the chief fathers of the family. So, we already know the tribes have been split up by each of their father's houses with each of the sons of Jacob slash Israel basically being assigned a tribe. Uh, one With one son, Joseph, having two tribes. Um, his sons having a tribe each. Manasseh is one and Ephraim is the other. So that's the Manasseh we're talking about here. And as always, forgive me if I pronounce these wrong. Joseph is the same Joseph of coat of many colors, Joseph. And um, um, and it's some of his descendants who have drawn near to Moses and leaders to have a word with them about something. Verse 2. And they said, The Lord commanded my Lord Moses to give the land as an inheritance by lot to the children of Israel. And my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance of our of our brothers, I'm sorry, of our brother Zelophehad had to his daughters. So they're um, bringing up, uh, uh, they're talking to Moses and reminding him, or at least bringing up an incident where he told them about, they're, they're bringing to mind when they divided up the land uh, among all the male heirs and they got to the one who had nothing but female heirs. That's what they're bringing up to Moses. Verse 3, now if they are married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the children of Israel, then their inheritance will be taken from the inheritance of our fathers and it will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry. So it will be taken from the lot of our inheritance. So they're basically saying if they're, the females marry off, then the possession that was given to them, because remember only the males were getting possessions, but those females got a possession because there were no males. So they're saying if those females who did get a possession end, end up marrying off, then the possession they have, because they're females, their inheritance will go in, be absorbed into the husband's possessions if that makes sense trying to explain it as simply as i can so they're wondering what happens then with the female heirs verse 4 and when the jubilee of the children of israel comes then their inheritance will be added to the inheritance of the tribe and with into which they marry so their inheritance will be taken away from the inheritance from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers so they're saying because they're of the same tribe, but because they're females, once they marry into another tribe, because they're females, their inheritance, the land that they have will be absorbed into their husband's land and the tribe that their husband belongs to. So again, patriarchy. Verse, uh, but I mean the women, if they don't get married, then they can get to keep the land that way, but then they don't get to get married. Uh, verse 5, then Moses commanded the children of Israel according to the word of the Lord, saying, well, the tribe of the sons of Joseph speaks is right. So now it seems that 
um, the Lord is letting Moses know that the argument that the people, the cho that that the people who came to Moses made, um, the sons of Joseph make, is a good argument that they're right in what they say. Verse six. This is what the Lord commands concerning the daughters of Zelophehad, saying, "Let them marry whom they think best, but they may marry only within the family of their father's tribe." So, man, so the next best thing to not being patriarchal and just being fair and letting the women keep whatever it is that's theirs be theirs and pass on to whoever it is they want to let it pass on to. No, that wouldn't, that'd be too close to right. Um, so to maintain the patriarchal system and to maintain what's here, it's being told, the women are being told, no, go ahead and marry whoever you want to marry. But you just have to be married, marry someone in your own tribe. The men aren't given that sort of um, boundary. The men can even marry foreign women if they want to. That aren't uh, um, children of Israel at all if they want to. Remember Moses has at least one. At least, according to the narrative two. Women that are African women as his wives. Um, Midianite women and Ethiopian women. Both in Africa as his wives. Um, so... We know the men can marry foreigners if they choose to, but the women, at least these women specifically, because they're the only ones in that boat in this circumstance, um, they're allowed to marry, but they have to marry within their own tribe so that the land that they own won't go outside of their tribe. It'll still remain within that inheritance. Verse 7, So the inheritance of the children of Israel shall not change hands from tribe to tribe, for every one of the children of Israel shall keep the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. So this is making it clear to them they have to marry within their tribes so that the land doesn't pass from tribe to tribe. Verse 8, And every daughter who possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the children of Israel shall be the wife of one of the family of her father's tribe, so that the children of Israel each may possess the inheritance of his fathers. So it's being made clear that whether it's the Zelophehad women, daughters, or other women in any tribe, that they're limited to marrying within their own tribe. So patriarchy codified again. Women are limited who they can marry, even if they do happen to be a property, a landowner, by by some inheritance somehow. That even if they are they still are limited to who they can marry. They have to stick with their um, kin folks, marry them so that the land can stay in the family and not pass from um, tribe to tribe. Verse 10, just as the Lord commanded Moses, so did the daughters of Zelophehad. So it's saying that the daughters were obedient to the commandments that Moses gave them from the Lord. Verse 11, from Mala, Terza, Hagla, Milka, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad were married to the sons of their father's brothers. So it's a non-issue anyway. They're married to people in their own tribe anyway. But so that it's cleared up, I guess, for future instances where it may come up, that's what happens. If the woman, if a female has an inheritance, then she has to marry within her own tribe. So if she's in the tribe of Manasseh, she has to marry within the tribe of Manasseh. Because once she marries, her property becomes her husband's property. And if she's married outside of her tribe, then her inheritance will become another tribe's inheritance. So to avoid that, the female has to marry only within her tribe. And again, the man doesn't have to abide by that because... 
he's a man and it's patriarchy and it's real um was there one other thing oh the other thing to notice there uh the names they don't sound like the most graceful names but i could be pronouncing them wrong it's entirely possible but the other thing to notice is that notice how norms and um societal standards change even within the bible even from the old testament even within just a few books the book of genesis has noah as a man's name here noah is a female's name so people get hung up on names especially with the whole trans issue and i've seen that again and again with my own family not wanting to respect my name change as if the name you're born with is the name you have to live with forever even though some of them get married and change names and it's no issue people change their names all the time and it's no issue but when it's a trans person changing the name suddenly it's an issue um but the thing is the thing i was going to notice is the name I chose, Misha, it's in the Bible, it's a man's name. Misha is a male name. And yet, in modern times, Misha is, generally speaking, a female's name. But only in America. No, not only in America, but in America. Because in other societies, like uh, uh, Germany or uh, Russian society, the Russian name Misha means a little bear. And it actually can be a male's name. So it doesn't have to apply to a female at all. So all of those things are just things people choose to get hung up on. Their um, dogma that really don't shouldn't matter at all in the big picture of things, but only matter because they serve a purpose to keep people divided along lines of dogma and keep people divided and conquered from getting to a higher level of progress in the world, in society, in in the universe. Keeping people divided over nonsense. Verse 12, they were married into the families of the children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's family. So because those women, the five, those daughters of Zelophe had married within their tribe anyway, there was no issue anyway. The inheritance stayed within the family. They kept it in the family anyway. But I guess this was laid out for, like I said, for future instances where women may have inheritances that they, um, are going to have to deal with and none come to mind right off but i'm guessing that it's laid out for a reason because it's probably going to happen um or does happen again and it's just sort of laying the groundwork verse 13 these are the commandments and the judgments which the lord commanded the children of israel by the hand of moses in the plains of moab by the jordan across from jericho so um, it's letting us know these are the orders that were laid out as far as inheritance laws by Moses from the Lord, um, you know, Jehovah, giving them their commandments on how all these things should go. And he's laid them out for the congregation so that they understand that these are the boundaries that they're all uh, to live by. Um, and that actually was the last verse in this chapter. I told you it'd be a short one. Thanks for checking it out with me. And as always, God bless you for joining me for these readings of the Naked Truth. I hope you'll join me again. Stay safe. Love your neighbor as yourself. Isn't that the command? And God bless you. Peace be with you. And I'll see you next time.